So it's episode 96 of The Wonderland and you've finally made it. Well, what took you so long, huh? I mean, look, every time I go to the trouble of producing a new episode, I think to myself, maybe they'll finally listen this time. Maybe they'll show up. And 95 times so far, I've been bitterly disappointed to discover that not only are you not bloody hearing any of this, but you're probably off wasting your time, rotting your brain by listening to some bloody true crime rubbish or that Joe Grogan bloke. That rant was, of course, entirely for the benefit of all of you first-time listeners, and also because I thought it might be nice to, you know, start the show with a different tone. You know, just to change things up a bit. Because we here at The Wonderland like to stay ahead of the pack. And to that end, I recently decided to do a bit of research, during which I came across a new book about podcasting called Punk Casting by someone called John Lydon, with a forward by someone else called Liam Gallagher. Anyway, the word on the street is that this is the very latest word in podcast creation. Now, the main thrust of the book's marketing recommendations seems to suggest that new listeners should be approached with an attitude of snarly disinterest and apparently... Being reproachful and making them feel guilty is the way to go. So, I'm pretty excited about the whole thing, I've got to say. Anyway, a big, fat, fuzzy welcome to all of you out there in listening land. I'm Jeff, and this here is My Wonderland, a podcast created for three reasons. One, to save my family from my taking this stuff out on them. Two, to challenge the existing status quo on what makes a successful podcast whilst proving that failure is definitely an option. And three, something else which I can't remember, but it is a really good reason, so just take my word for it, okay? Now, professionally, I'm a full-time singer, songwriter, piano entertainer, sometime comedian and amateur barista. I'm Australian, but these days I live in Germany and work mostly in Europe, all of which makes for a pretty interesting life and no complaints. Speaking of origins, I used to be of the opinion that where we came from pretty much defined who we are. But these days, I think the advent of relatively cheap travel and the possibility to spend large amounts of time in other countries has changed all that, which for the most part is not a bad thing at all. Having said that, it remains true that most people stay at home and never leave their own country. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think that's a good thing at all if voting trends in some countries are anything to go by. In fact, I reckon that the social isolation inherent in not getting out to other parts of the world breeds ignorance, fear and misunderstanding, as well as creating a breeding ground for polarisation, whereas travel does broaden the mind and is one of the best educations anyone could have. And it's fun too. Now, you might be wondering where I'm going with all of this. But I am going somewhere, and I've got a rock-solid plan to tackle this head-on. And I'm going to bust it open right here, right now, on everyone's favourite part of the show, Theory Time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory Time. And welcome to Theory Time. You know, folks, it's not an exaggeration to cast a critical eye at the population of this planet and conclude 
that there are a lot of really stupid people out there. Quite apart from me, that is. I'm not talking about bad people, although there's that too, but I'm referring to the kind of folks who, you know, think the South Pacific is somewhere in Texas, that Sweden and Switzerland are interchangeable, and that Austria is part of Australia. Now, I know it's fun to poke fun of them, but I think it's indicative of a really serious global problem involving large first world countries who, quite frankly, need to lift their game in terms of education. Can we do anything about this? Well, yes, I actually think we can. Eternal optimist that I am, I believe there's a solution to just about every problem if we're willing to think outside the box. If we want it bad enough, or if someone has a gun pointed to our head. And as the old saying goes, when you've got them by the balls, their hearts and minds will follow. And I think it's about time that governments of certain large first world countries used their powers of mandate to actually do some good for a change. Imagine that, governments, political parties and politicians putting people first instead of their own interests. Pretty radical, eh? Yeah, so let's willingly suspend disbelief for a moment while I suggest that, based on a series of compulsory general knowledge tests, citizens of wealthy first world countries be required by law to undertake a period of international travel paid for by their governments. Now, look, I do realise that this is going to sound bonkers to most of you. And the first thing you would say to me is, Jeff, how on earth do you think any government could afford this? To which I would answer, what price can anyone put on a decent education? I'm also quite sure ostensibly wealthy countries, and they know who they are, could manage this by organising their finances a bit differently and to actually benefit their citizens instead of just mindlessly pouring billions into unnecessary stuff. And I think most of us do realise that fiscal waste and mismanagement is going on right under our noses and has been for a very long time. It's also now common knowledge that, for example, America's education system was hijacked a very long time ago by a long-term political agenda to keep the nation's population deliberately undereducated, all with a view to keeping people ignorant, largely illiterate, incapable of independent thought, and thus easily controlled. Soviet style. I'm not making any of this up, by the way. The evidence has been out there for quite a long time, largely thanks to an extremely well-researched and acclaimed book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America by Charlotte Isabet, a former official of the US Department of Education during the Reagan administration. Now it's scary shit folks, and from what I can see, it's still happening. Anyway, in a nutshell, something needs to be done before we all drown in a vat of our own stupidity, and desperate times call for desperate measures. Quite frankly, I reckon getting people off their sofas, out of their houses and off to see somewhere other than their own backyards would be a bloody good place to start. So, there it is. There's my theory. That compulsory international travel for everyone should be made a priority and would be doable if the political and social will existed to make it so. And in the unlikely event that it ever happens, I reckon the world as a whole would be a far better place for it. And you would have to call that another wonderland win this is what i know theory time and that's it for today's revolutionary and thought-provoking episode of 
theory time. But enough of thought being provoked for now. It's time to put on our relaxational listening gear, yes, relaxational is a word, and cruise purposefully into the soothing waters of Song of the Day. Today's music is another prime cut from the latest Loftus album, Northern Tales, and it's an album that keeps getting better every time I listen to it. And this is, ironically, still not good enough. Check it out.
Happiness can be at any place with anyone at any time. And that's still not good enough from Loftus, which, if you didn't know, is the brainchild of English singer-songwriter Mark C. Cole. And I would highly recommend you to take a deep dive into the album because it really is a treat. Now, something else that's still not good enough, coincidentally, is our next segment. Although, in a sense, the worse it gets, the better it is. And yes, that's right, I could only be referring to... Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Well, here we are. Here we are. You know, Jeff, I have to tell you, man, I'm extremely time-limited. I don't want to feel like... I don't want to... Pretend that I'm stressed because I actually am stressed. You <laughs> actually are. So much to do. So little yeah, time. I woke up a half an hour ago uh-huh. and I'm just running around. It's weird, isn't but it? I managed to get a, a latte in, so here I well, am. Well, as long as you got a latte in, you didn't get anything else in? Nothing else got in? Nothing? Like, uh, nothing? No, no, no. There's no... No small insects? No whiskey in there. No anything, small no. insects got in? No, no small insects. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay, well, speaking of small no. insects... Speaking of things, Kev, which we are now doing, um, <laughs> I want to bring up a word to you, livestock. Now, what does livestock mean to you? When you hear the word livestock, what does it mean? What does it mean, Kev? It reminds me of laughing stock. You're just a, what, what you think our country is a laughing stock. Well, there could be that, but but livestock. Um, now it refers to animals. Livestock. That means that means animals, like, that means right. animals. Livestock. Undead, undead animals. Okay, but livestock. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. This could just as easily refer to humans because a we are live. B we are stock. And if you don't think we are, think about population census. That basically is taking stock of people and populations, is it not? A stock? Taking stock of? Yes. So we are a stock. We are live stock as well. We are we are stock. And we are live. Isn't stock like something that you buy for... That's part of a company. No. Like they, they give shares out of yeah, stocks. Yeah, but stock is also what right. you have in a store, and you know, you know, and they go and they do a stock oh, take, right. right? So you could call a population census a type of human stock take, couldn't you? What if you're a store that only sold, sold, only sold, only, sell. only sold? See, I'm just waking up. Only sold socks. Sold socks. Then it would be sock socks. stock. So, socks. Sold sock stocks is what you're talking about. Sock stock. Sold stock. Sold sock. Sold sock. Sold sold sock. Not sold. No, you said sold. You said sold. No stock. Stock sock. Stock. Yeah, but it's, but oh, if it was sold if it was sock, sold stock. sock stock. Yes, sold <laughs> stock. And and what if there was only one? That would be the sole sold sock stock. Would it not? It would be. It's soul, 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 soul. Wait now, soul, 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 soul. Try saying it five times fast. Soul, 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 soul. And and it, and if you lived on Mars, where you know every year is called a soul, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. How did you get to know yeah, that? Yeah. How did you learn something that I hey, don't man, know, Kevin? Just, just watch a couple of movies, man. Just watch a couple of movies, Jeff. <laughs> you know? That's it. So that would be like if you That's did if you voice. if you got rid of stock every year on Mars, it would be. I'm glad you're telling me soul, this. Soul, soul, really, soul, 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 I'm really glad you've told soul, me this soul, 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 because I'm doing, I am doing that, Kevin, and, and I was wondering how to go about it. 
Uh, folks, I, I, I've just got to say, Kev once again comes through with the important info. And so if you've gotten stocks <laughs> of soul, socks on Mars, then you're laughing. You are laughing. But anyway, coming back to the point, Kevin, oh, live, we, are, we are live stock because we are animals, we are live, and we are stock of sorts because we are kept account of by government censuses and the like. Censuses. And, and or sense, censuses, sense, as the Americans say now. Can, yeah, or can we say sensei? When are we going to say sensei? Sensei. Can we say sensei? <laughs> that sounds... Sensei. That sounds like a Star it Wars is, character. Sensei. Uh, <laughs> Maybe even Japanese Star Wars character. Uh, sensei. Honorable Sensei. Sorry. I'm not being. Hope we're not offending no, any, any, any one no, of our Japanese no, uh, listeners. No, no, no. Because we're, we're not being racialist at all, are we? No, ra- racialist. I just thought I would say racialist, even though it's not a word. I thought I would say it because maybe it should be. That sounds way better. It does. Be- that sounds like you're you're being rational. Well, so you're ra- ra- rationalist. Ra- ra- rational. No, that's something completely different. But the problem with the word racist yeah. is it sounds like you just like races. You know, just you go to the horse races and you. What have you been doing? Well, I'm a bit of a racist, right. so I've been down at the track and made some money. <laughs> right, that. right. So racialist. Like proudly, like exclaiming through the streets, you just got back from a race. Man, yeah. I am such a racist. Exactly, because I'm like really into racist. In the it, ra- now, hang on. Did you say racist? Racist. Ra- ra- if you racist. raise, what if you're raising your hands in the air all the time, all the time? What's he this doing? Is he so is wrong. putting his hands in the air, raising them. So he's a racist, not a racist, a racist. Oh, oh my God. What if you're shaving at the same time? Then you'd be a razor racist. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. What if you like raisins? Can we get those in there somewhere? <laughs> this is, Jeff, this is so early in the morning for me. To, like, you know. Well, well God help but, us, man. But see, this is why, folks, this is why we like to wake Kevin up. Because it's that, that time that his brain <sighs> is at its worst. And, and that's when it's the most fun. <laughs> it's when we get the most... Well, that's it. Remember, Kevin, the apple... I'm not sure it gets better as the day goes no, on, no, Jeff, to be really? honest. But, but, Kevin, that's when the apple falls far furthest from the from the bush or whatever. From the Does that make bush? sense? Does that make any sense to you? Does that make any sense? No. Was there a point? Was there a point to this whole thing? There's no point to any of it, Kevin. That's the whole point, that there's no point. Oh, I love it. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And little Kev and myself will be back with more good times on the next episode of The Wonderland. Now, there's a question that has been playing on my mind for some time. And when I say some time, I do mean the last eight minutes or so. Nonetheless, I think it's a question we need to examine carefully. Because as our regular listeners know... We here at the Wonderland are dedicated to leaving no stone unturned, no matter how worthless that stone is. So, armed with the unshakable conviction that the next subject is definitely worthwhile, regardless of what it turns out to be, I now present to you... Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. What's in a name? Well, letters actually, ultimately resulting in some kind of sound. But seriously, my question is this. Would the Beatles have been as successful if they had decided to call themselves the Meatles? And in doing so, 
would they have alienated vegan and vegetarian music fans, thus impairing their chance at global superstardom and their status as beloved rock and roll legends and icons? Or would nobody have given them monkeys and just chosen to enjoy the music anyway? Look, I think we all know the answer to that, and it is that at some point, the human tendency to whinge about things would have kicked in, and they definitely would have been outcast by many of the aforementioned members of society, even if only on the grounds that those people had nothing better to complain about. In reality, back to the formative days of the Beatles, you know, there was a large part of society who were unimpressed by what was then known as beat music. But the band, and many other rock and rollers like them, pushed through all that with a, well, we don't actually give a flop about those squares, man, attitude, and prevailed, in spite of offending the delicate sensibilities of conservative music consumers the world over. To be honest, though, I really think that this was also because the word beat is nowhere near as potentially controversial as the word meat. And that, of course, makes me wonder whether calling themselves the Fruitals or even the Vegetals might have seen them achieve even more than they have. Hmm. Or less, which I actually think would have been more likely the case. All of this does point to one thing, though, that a name is very, very important when it comes to acquiring the love and respect of the majority of people moving forward, as opposed to moving backward, because what would be the point of that? Anyway, it shouldn't be too lame and soft and fluffy, and it shouldn't be too hard-edged and controversial either, and perhaps it could ideally contain elements of both ends of the taste spectrum, as it were, in order to appeal to the widest possible demographic, or to confuse as many people as possible, which is even better. So kids, if it's a new band you're starting, let's kick off with something like I don't know, Deadly Vicious Snowflakes, or The Republican Democrats, or The Lovable Putins, or even Theo and the Acetones. And that last one's good if the band really stinks. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that's it for Thought of the Day, and, of course, for our episode of The Wonderland for today as well. Thanks to everyone out there for listening and to Little Kev for lending his own brand of unerring perspective to our Good Time segment. And of course also to our tea lady Fiona for remembering to use a tea bag this time. Anyway, all good things must come to an end, as must our time together. So I bid you all farewell and I look forward to talking at you again in just two short weeks on another brand new episode of... The Wonderland. Mm.